welcome to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alerts podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Casey Murray. And I'm Jack Anstein. On today's episode, we'll take a look at beekeeping and the role entrepreneurship plays in the industry. And later, we'll look at how a native Missouri plant is inspiring entrepreneurship and gardening. Plus, we'll have the week's headlines, digits, and other startup news you need to know. So what are we waiting for? Let's speak startup. So Casey, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Do you have any plans? Yeah, I'm going to be going home for Thanksgiving, which I'm pretty excited about. I feel like I haven't seen my family in forever. I'll be doing the same. My family was originally going to go to my grandparents' house, but because of the virus, we're just going to be staying home with our immediate family instead. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in that position. I'm definitely having to get a COVID test before I go home, just to be safe. Have you done anything else fun for Thanksgiving? Yeah, um, I actually had a Friendsgiving last night where we all kind of did it potluck style and each brought a different food item. Very cool. Um, me and my friends also had a Friendsgiving, but we kind of took the easy route and ate at a restaurant. Hey, that's tons of fun too. Um, I actually, for mine, made stuffing for the first time, so hopefully I don't get put to work on my family Thanksgiving now, but it ended up being really good. But let's get to this week's headlines. Car Global closed on its acquisition of Kansas City-based startup Backlot Cars. The deal was first announced two months ago, but the $425 million deal wasn't official until this week. The exit is thought to be the biggest ever by a Kansas City startup. Backlot was founded in 2016 and now has customers across 46 states. Since 2019, it has scaled significantly and continued to grow more with the onset of the pandemic which increased the demand for the company's digital car wholesale services. In St. Louis County, more aid is on the way to small businesses that are struggling due to the pandemic. The county this week introduced new pandemic restrictions for small businesses, including a temporary ban on indoor dining at restaurants. More than 50 restaurant owners responded with a lawsuit. Now, the St. Louis County government is working with the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership to make $5,000 grants available from the County CARES Act funding. The partnership has already resulted in $20 million in grants to small businesses in the area, and it will look to dole out more than $3 million in additional funding. Techstars Kansas City alum, WapBuy, has raised $3.2 million in Series A funding from some high-profile Kansas City investors. The funding round was led by Kansas City-based Evergy Ventures, the investment arm of the utility company Evergy. The round also included John Sherman, the CEO and majority owner of the Royals, WattBuy has developed an online marketplace for electricity, which allows buyers to compare plans from different companies and types of energy. According to the startup, it saves users $360 a year on average. Harris-Stowe State University has created a new role within the university to boost entrepreneurship. The new role, Chief Innovation Officer, will be filled by James Fote, who has been Harris-Stowe's Vice President for IT Services for seven years. Fote will be responsible for developing a new center at the university called the Center for Academic Innovation and Technology Transfer. The center will focus on finding innovative uses for technology and developing applications with commercial potential. The Midwestern Entrepreneurial Fellowship Organization Pipeline celebrated its 2019 class with its annual gala. As part of the celebration, Pipeline crowned its Innovator of the Year. The award went to Michael Fry, the co-founder and CEO of Luxury Estate Sale Company, Brown Button Estate Sales. The company launched in 2011 and since then has handled over 450 estates 
and worked with high-profile clients, such as professional athletes and Fortune 500 CEOs. now turn our attention to a story on entrepreneurs who make their businesses all about bees. Casey, have you ever been stung by a bee before? Yes, I always get so nervous when a bee gets near me. I think a lot of people are in the same boat, but people should think twice before swatting at a bee. 75% of the world's crops depend at least in part on pollinators, and so they have an impact on food production and the agricultural industry here in Missouri. Wow, that's a lot of crops. I didn't realize bees would have such a big impact on local businesses. Yeah, some Missouri entrepreneurs have become inspired to start bee-based businesses from selling bees and hives, producing honey and beauty products, or teaching beekeeping lessons. I didn't realize there could be so many businesses relating to bees. Do you know how some of these different businesses came to be? Well, I spoke with some beekeeping entrepreneurs, and the people I spoke to were passionate about addressing different issues in Missouri through bees, from supporting the declining bee populations to fighting food insecurity. Across the state, entrepreneurs have started businesses focused on supporting the environmental ecosystem with the help of some very busy workers, bees. One entrepreneur, Marion Pearson, founded Mohives KC, a nonprofit that works to repurpose vacant and blighted lots in Kansas City by transforming them into apiaries or bee farms. Pearson said her business addresses two issues in the community. Bee populations were declining due to habitat loss and the community needed help cleaning up vacant blighted lots. According to a 2020 report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the honeybee population has been almost halved between the 1940s and today, and bee colonies are lost at an average of about 30% per year. These losses can have an economic effect considering honeybee colonies add $15 billion to the value of U.S. agriculture annually according to the same report. We are part of the food chain. Um, at least our work is with the bees. Bees are a critical part of the food chain. One in every three bites of food is thanks to a pollinator and honeybees are part of that food chain population. So creating health there felt like an important thing to do even during a pandemic. Another goal of Mohives KC is to address food scarcity in Kansas City by bringing pollinator colonies near community gardens. Earlier this month, the nonprofit received a $23,000 grant from the Missouri Department of Agriculture as part of a state program aiming to address food insecurity in urban areas. We're positioning ourselves as um, honeybee farms near community gardens. If we bring healthy pollinator populations near your garden, you'll actually produce more food. If we start to attack the food chain or address the food chain at each each level, we could really exponentially change things. Pearson also encourages other Missouri entrepreneurs to begin working with bees. We want to educate Missouri residents about the entrepreneurial opportunities that are involved in beekeeping. You can sell honey, but that's not the only entrepreneurial endeavor. There's just so many things that people can do if they have an entrepreneurial uh, spirit about them. One local business in the industry is the Belton-based Kansas Bee Company, which sells bees, hives, and honey. It also teaches beekeeping and provides consultations for local beekeepers. Founder Christine Faltonowski 
talked about how her business grew from a hobby she picked up five years ago. It started as a hobby. I thought, why not start a beehive? And so uh, people were starting to ask me a lot of questions. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try to sell bees and see what I can do with that. And it just year one, I sold 300 hives and it really had just took on a, a presence of its own. It was amazing. Faltonowski said that one of the biggest challenges she's overcome since founding her business was navigating the COVID-19 pandemic. It was impacted in every way possible. I couldn't get equipment. We had to stay six feet apart, which is hard to do when you're showing people the inside of a beehive. You know, when this something like this happens, people don't really tend to want to spend a lot of money on hobbies. So it, it took my sales down in probably in a good half. And I'm hoping that doesn't repeat for next year. I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Faltonowski also says she struggles with trying to find success in a male-dominated industry. In fact, less than a third of all leadership positions at beekeeping organizations across the nation are held by women, according to a 2018 article from Bee Culture magazine. So my number one obstacle, believe it or not, has been that I'm a female. Uh, this is a very male-predominantly owned business, and it's a predominantly owned older male business. So to have a young whippersnapper <laughs> come in, especially a female, um, has been met with some friction. Despite the challenges Faltonowski has faced, she said she continues to stay motivated because of her love for bees. My number one thing is bee education, bee awareness. And it's amazing what people don't know about the bees. They don't, they don't know the wonderful things that these little creatures can do. Jack, have you ever heard of a pawpaw? No, is that some sort of slang? No, it's actually the name of a fruit that's native to Missouri, as well as other Midwestern and Eastern states. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. Is there something special about it? It's a pretty unique fruit, both because of its taste and because of the way the plant looks. And partly because of that, it's been growing in popularity in recent years. One person I spoke to said at the plant nursery she works for, sales for the plant have doubled over the last 10 years. Interesting. How are entrepreneurs getting in on that growth? Well, I spoke to some people to find out. For entrepreneur Ronald Jones, the path to pawpaws started with butterflies. I love butterflies. One of the most peaceful and gentle creatures. That was the, that's what kind of really pushed my idea for gardening. So one part of my yard is a butterfly garden. Jones now runs Blackberry Landscaping a company he started that encompasses his own garden, as well as garden consulting and construction that he does. He found out about butterfly gardens from an episode of Backyard Makeovers, and knew immediately that's what he wanted to create in his own backyard. Today, his garden is a pollinator fruit tree garden and orchard. His pursuit of butterfly-friendly plants is what led him to pawpaws, which attract beetles and the swallowtail butterfly. While at an Earth Day celebration five years ago, Jones won a prize for his gardening. The prize ended up being a plant, and when he asked for a fruit tree, they gave him a pawpaw. I said, pawpaw? What's a pawpaw tree? So, of course, I Googled it, 
come to find out it's a native uh, fruit trees to United States. And George Washington, this is one of his favorite fruits. So I said, yeah, I'll take it. So came home, I planted it. And then the next year I planted another one. Jones says the tree has been great for his garden because it sparks people's interest. It's a plant that doesn't look like many others native to the Midwest. The tree itself looks almost like exotic. People love exotic like the bananas and the pineapples and the mangoes. Those are exotic things that you just really can't grow in the Midwest. But the pawpaw is an exotic looking tree. It's beautiful and it grows something that you can eat. So definitely a conversation piece. Jones says he has people reach out to him over social media all the time about the plant, wanting to learn more. Despite the good qualities of the plant, it's relatively sturdy and easy to grow. Not many people know about it. This likely has something to do with the short shelf life of the fruit. A lot of times people only know about fruits that they see in grocery stores. It doesn't have a long shelf life. So once it's, once it's ripe, you got about a week to really eat it down or it's going to go bad. That alone right there is the reason why this is so mysterious. But with things like social media, people are slowly starting to learn about it. This is a trend that Kim Lovelace hangs further president of Forest Keeling Nursery, a plant nursery in Ellsbury that specializes in native plants, has also noticed. It's a developing market. We like pawpaws because it's a native fruit, and there's not really anything like it that's native. Haynes further grew up in rural Missouri, so she says she's always known about the fruit, but thinks it got left behind because it wasn't easy to commercialize. It's got a pretty substantial history. You know, Lewis and Clark, their expedition survived on pawpaws at, at certain times. I just don't think it had a lot of exposure. I, I think early when we relied on nature for our diet, it was very well known. But I think as people grew away from knowing where their food came from and going to a grocery store to get it, it's not in grocery stores. So I think. That's why so many people from later generations just didn't know about pawpaws. However, Keeling Nursery has seen its sales of pawpaws double over the last 10 years, according to Hainsfurther. She believes this is because of growing interest in the origin of people's food. I believe that everyone is more aware and interested in where their food is coming from. The fact that it is a native fruit it is, um, has great properties as, as far as antioxidants, and it's a, considered a superfruit. It's good for you. Hainsfurther says she knows entrepreneurs who are now turning the pawpaw into products, like brandy and gelato. The University of Missouri's agricultural school made pawpaws into ice cream. Though the pawpaw has flown under the radar, it's on the rise, and some entrepreneurs are getting ahead of the curve. Now let's get to the digits of the week, the numbers that matter most in Missouri entrepreneurship. My digit is $500 billion. $500 billion is a lot of money. Why'd you choose that digit? Kansas City-based privacy software startup TripleBlind received an investment from Accenture, the global professional services company. TripleBlind is part of a data and analytics market that is projected to reach more than $500 billion by 2026. 
Triple Blinds technology is designed to help businesses share sensitive information with their stakeholders more efficiently. The startup is now part of Accenture Ventures Project Spotlight, an engagement and investment program targeting emerging tech software businesses. The startup is the youngest company to earn a direct investment from Accenture. What digit do you have for us? The digit I chose is $7.7 million. Why $7.7 million? St. Louis-based investment firm Lewis & Clark Agrifood has expanded its portfolio with a $7.7 million investment in irrigation management system company Hortal Corporation. Lewis & Clark Agrifood provides later-stage venture investments and growth capital to agriculture and food companies. It's part of Lewis & Clark Partners. Earlier this year, Lewis & Clark Partners announced it raised a total of $186 million in venture capital. That just about concludes our episode. We just need our closing thought. Let's listen to Marion Pearson with Mohives KC give advice on how Missouri entrepreneurs can find success. There are enough resources in Missouri to help entrepreneurs. You just have to reach out, do the research, do the digging, and create partnerships. I think entrepreneurs sometimes think entrepreneur means a person who does it alone, but that's not it. It's a person who starts something, but you start something with friends and partners. That's all for this week's episode. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Jack Anstein and me, Casey Murray. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.